podcast conversation. Follow us on Twitter at the Pop Life Podcast. Find us on iTunes at the Pop Life Podcast. Be sure to rate us, please. And find us on SoundCloud and share and like and subscribe. Thanks. Welcome to the Pop Life Podcast, starring your hosts, Jeffrey Sledge, Naima Cochran, and Sean Young. If it's top of mind in pop culture, it's up for discussion. Thank you for joining us this week. The Pop Life begins in three, two, one. All right, Pop Life Podcast. Today is um, March. What's it about the? It's Pi Day. I don't know. Oh, oh, so it's the, what is that? The 14, is, 314. Oh, oh, yeah, 314. 3.14. Yeah, okay, damn, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pi Day, okay. All right, hey, Pi Day. Hey, wait, so tomorrow is uh, the Ides of March, right? Yes. Yeah, when Julius Caesar got stabbed up. Yep. All right, peace to him. <laughs> peace Be, to Julius. Beware the odds, yeah. Beware the odds of March, yeah, peace to Julius Caesar. And uh, <laughs> peace to Pi Day. Um and we was on here just talking earlier, right before we came on, about uh, moving tips. And Naima was giving uh, giving me all this, the skinny on how to get the high quality furniture off the Craigslist, um, which I'm going to be looking on to looking on to today um, for a couch. Oh wait, now you now you muted. Wait, you stopped. Okay, hey. I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. I don't remember how I started going on Craigslist for furniture, but. Um, it started at a time where I had a very expensive uh, taste and not the budget to match. So when I started wanting pieces from West Elm and and things of that nature, I, I got realized, champagne taste and malt liquor pockets. Exactly. <laughs> but even but even now, like at my big grown age where I can possibly afford a little bit more, I realized that it's such a great resource. Um, and if you have some discernment and discretion and can read through some bullshit. Um, it can really do you well. The great thing about New York is that we have people who work in finance or who are moving in with um, boyfriends and girlfriends or who are just moving into smaller spaces and they will have these really great pieces that they have to get rid of quickly. So if you have a little patience and you have some flexibility and time and you don't mind dealing with like, you know, some movers here and there, um, you can find some great stuff. Like I've gotten everything from my last two couches to my old, um, dresser sets, even the, you know, those closet systems, the elfin mm-hmm. closet systems mm-hmm. with the drawers and stuff like that. Even that, that even that shit, I was like, let me see who's got some stuff. And there was some like little rich girls down at NYU who were selling them again, fraction of the cost. Um, okay. So I I usually go there first if I'm looking for something that's kind of on the higher end of things. My last two kitchen islands, my bar stools, um, all my my last desk, like all kind of shit I've I've gotten off of there. And sometimes you luck up, and it's like a full moving sale, and you can grab a rug, you can grab a lamp, yeah, you can grab, grab a couple yeah, they, things. Got to this got they got this got to go or whatever. Yeah, but I mean you got to be careful because there's some bullshit on there. Yeah. Um. My 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 tricks are always to look for original, look for actual photos, not stock photos. Okay. And the more the more description they give, the better. So a good listing will tell you measurements. It will warn you of any flaws um, or imperfections. 
um, mm. and then reach out to the person, ask if it's still available, ask if you can come see it. But when you go to see it, you should also have the cash between you. Be ready, to, be ready to go. Exactly. 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 You don't be like, I saw it and I'll come back in a week or whatever. Yeah. And if the listing is more than a week old, the item is probably gone. Matter of fact, I think Craigslist only lets you leave a listing up for seven days and then you have to renew it. Okay. See, I'm not moving for like, I guess two more weeks. Mm -hmm. So maybe I, I'm going to look on the Craigslist um, today just to start getting the feel. But I guess I won't really start to make a power move for like another few days because yeah. I want to, you know, be able to get it and take it right to the new crib. And it's a, and it's a keyword game too. So yeah, it's you know you got to mix it up with what you're looking for. But plug in like um, the manufacturers that you're looking for. So again, uh, okay. West Elm, CB2, Pottery Barn. Um, Pottery Barn. What are you like? Board. How do you like that Z Gallery stuff? So Z Gallery can lean either way. I like their rugs very a lot. Um, their furniture tends to sometimes be really Long Island or New Jersey. Yeah, probably. very, 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 very uh, like disco-y. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, it's very, it's very mob wives sometimes. Yeah, mobs wives, mobs wives slash. A lot of mirrors. With, with, it's a lot of young, mirrors. Yeah, with a young, with a young NBA player type shit. Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of chrome and mirrors. A lot of leather. It's a, it's a lot of that, but. But they have some, but they do have some. They have amazing rugs. They yeah. do have some really good pieces. I'm not gonna knock them, but sometimes yeah, so it's a lot. So sidebars, ain't no podcast giving you, ain't no black podcast giving you all this furniture information. <laughs> so, so I went to the Ethan Allen yesterday. I had never been there, um, actually, and I didn't realize that all that stuff, literally everything in the store, is made to order. So, oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, except they have like a room in the back that's like the floor sample stuff. Everything like I, they had a nice throw, like this really nice cable knit throw it was beautiful. It was you know, and I, it wasn't price wasn't bad. It was like one hundred sixty bucks, and it was thick or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was ain't gonna be using too much now because it's getting warm. But I, I was like, I'm here, I'll cop. And I was like, Yo, how much? Um, let me get that. And the lady was like, Oh, you have to get that made to order. I'm like, even the throw. Like wow. I just care about the. She said literally everything, and you're gonna eat it out. Everything in that store is made to order. That sounds expensive in time. In time, yeah. I mean, you, you can't buy a throw off the off the floor. So that was interesting. But let's go and get into. Oh, it, I know. have one more tip though. I want to throw out there, especially for the right. groans. Don't sleep on IKEA for shelving. Like we got to a point where we feel like IKEA equals cheap. Yes, balsa wood. When it comes, but when it comes to like some basic shelving that you need in your house, like I. Don't just don't sleep on IKEA. That's all I'm gonna say. It's I never still... thought IKEA. I never thought IKEA was cheap as much as I just thought it was cumbersome as fuck. It is cumbersome. Yeah. It is annoying to have to put the shit together. That's really that was really yeah. that was really my uh, like for the most part. Anybody that complained about it, that was their complaint. Like this shit is just time consuming. I just spent five hours putting yeah. together a shelf, and and, 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 I, and I got four screws here. I don't know, yeah, where, don't they know go. where they go. <laughs> oh, you definitely got extra shit in the IKEA bag. Like, yeah. I don't even know where this part's supposed to go, but fuck it, I got, I got a, the game is on. <laughs> but I will say, most of the shelving in my house, my bookshelves, and even like the shelves in my bedroom, like they're they're all from IKEA and they're clean, and you know, there's there's leak and. If you mix it in with good pieces, like nobody can tell the difference. Sure. Okay. All right. Cool. So let's go and get this uh, get this party started. And that was the furniture and moving segment of the Pop Life podcast. <laughs> and we'll be repeating that uh, again in the spring when a lot of folks is moving. Um, so first thing, just get a couple of sports things out of the way. Um, there was a lot of movement in the NFL this week. Um, 
more movement than I kind of remember. Like it was, they were moving the way usually this type of movement happens in the NBA, like yeah. in the NBA, right, right around like either uh, right before the trading uh, deadline or right, you know, right before the season starts. Free agency. Free agency. Yeah. It's just like a ton of movement. NBA. It's always like every, every season I watch the NBA, I'm like, Oh, that nigga's there now. I didn't know he was, you know, in the NFL is, is really like at that level of movement um, with a lot of big names. Um, traded the two biggest names so far are, um, Antonio Brown, uh, who was traded from the Steelers to my Raiders. Um, I, I, I think I'm happy. I, I'm just so, you know, the Raiders is a terrible, it's a terrible relationship, bro. It's like, like, you know, I'm in a bad, I'm in an abusive relationship. So like, you know, even if you're in, a, if you're in an abusive relationship, <laughs> even if, 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 if your girl like cooked dinner for you, you like, yeah, that was nice, but I know this shit ain't going. This night still ain't going to end well. So that's how I feel about Antonio Brown. It is good, but I don't know. I'm still holding out on being fully happy because my heart been broke so many times by these damn Raiders. So that's the first one, and then the second biggest trade, which is actually probably the biggest one because it was unseen, uh, didn't nobody saw it coming, was the New York Giants traded uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And I'm not even a Giants fan, and I'm mad about that shit. That's what I'm saying. I thought he would be a career Giant. Especially because he just signed a a, a long-term contract last season, like right before last season. I, I still don't understand it. I don't understand it. No, I can tell you what it is. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Somebody said yeah, the GM wants to be the only star. Is that it, Sean? Um, I don't know if the GM wants to be the only star, but what I will say is that Odell is um, a very special uh, personality, right? Yes. He's a special, well, he's a special player, and he's a special personality, and he is temperamental, mm-hmm. and 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 it requires a lot of maintenance. But yes. what he is is special. And when you have special talent, guess what, man? Like, you got to fucking learn to manage it, okay? Yeah. Right. In the business of managing people, personalities, and expectations. That is literally your job. You are the general manager. And yeah, so, literally. <laughs> it's in the title. <laughs> it's in the title, right? So so it is it is beyond comprehension um, that they would get rid of him and, and, keep, and keep Eli, right? But what that also tells me is that they also, this particular guy, Bomani sort of pointed this out um, on the TV show, that this guy loves to pay offensive linemen, hmm. and they've already discussed how they're basically going to be transitioning to a running game. So that means they're about to run Saquon Barkley into the fucking ground. So he'll be done in three seasons. That kid that kid is going to be with, with bad hips at 28 for wow. the Giants, man, because they, they're definitely going to run him into the ground. And the reality is, is Eli doesn't have it, and no one has the balls to deal with the backlash of getting rid of a Manning. Yeah, who doesn't want to who doesn't want to walk away. So and he's Eli was thirty eight now. He's like still forty, right? Yeah, th- it, guys, we're talking about the, him, Rivers, and Roethlisberger. Like these guys are like in year fifteen, guys. Like, yeah, these are not like these are not young, spry QBs. Okay, and listen, Eli has a lot of weight. In, in, in the world, in, in the football world, he has specifically a lot of weight in the Giants world. The reality is, is that Eli doesn't have it, okay? And he sit his motherfucking ass down, okay, and get somebody in there. You got a game-breaking, like, all-world wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You gave him up for what? Because you, you couldn't deal with it. Yes. That's really what you gave him up for. You gave him up because you couldn't, you didn't know how to deal with it. And yes, yep. we're going to acknowledge the fact that there's, there's cultural shit 
that plays here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's there, true. There's, there's, there's coded language, and I'm not calling the guy racist. I'm just saying that there is coded language for specifically Odell's age range, his his race, yeah. and, and all of the his, things. His that swag, everything, his swag. how you move, yes. yeah. Yes, football is a very militaristic-style sport, okay? It's mm-hmm. very top-down. They don't like anybody going off brand, going out of line. Like Odell is uncontrollable in that way. You don't know yeah. when he's going to have a tantrum. You don't know how he's going to react on the podium. You don't yeah. know. What or on the sidelines or whatever. Yeah. But, 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 but you know what? On Monday night football, guess what? He's going to give you five catches for a buck 20 and two touchdowns. I think we lost Jeff. Yeah, I think we lo- he froze for a second. But yeah, um, and I get what you're saying about about Odell as a personality, and it's been an issue with the team in the past. But again, that's why I feel like he belongs in a big city. You know, like but but that's also a mis- but that's yeah. also a bit of a misconception, right? Because the, the, that would have worked in 19, you know, 95 maybe. You know, but the way we had, but but with the obviously social media's reach. Obviously, with the amount of of, of content um, that needs to be put on these airwaves, like where you play now isn't as relevant to making you a star as right. it once was, right? Like we think of New York as this place where all of these golden opportunities are, right? And so, you know, you had to deal with Dunkin' Donuts, which is a which is a pretty big brand, but it's still a fairly regional brand, right? right. Like it's still so so he'll find his regional place there. There'll be some cheesy ass pizzeria that'll pay him, you know what I'm saying, to do commercials where he's catching the pizza pie, right? And he'll be fine. His Nike deal is his Nike deal. He he's, you know, and I, I, he'll jump on a plane to go wherever he needs to go to party um, wherever he needs to party. But also, just as a chick, Cleveland's colors are fucking awful. Uh, it's just not. There's nothing like like a good blue. <laughs> like you got a uniform with a good blue or a green or a red. <laughs> I'm good. That the yeah. brown is. Uh, um, I don't know. But the but you know what? Orange gonna be tough. He's been a good sport about it. I guess you have no choice. You know what he I mean. May have, he may have. He may have also wanted to leave. Possible Be- because because he's playing with a quarterback that doesn't have it, guys. Like he's playing with a quarterback that doesn't have. He lies so old. Do you want to be stuck in that position where you're dealing with this franchise that has this very stoic and very historic legacy of ownership, right? So they 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 tend to not. The Giants are very much like the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the same issues that you see with the Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of perception in front office and, and how they're handling things is very much like the Giants, right? They're these stoic, traditional owners. And they don't like a lot of change. They don't like a lot of flash. You know, they don't like a lot of that shit. The, the Giants really has they haven't had a star since LT. Right. So... They're not really used to this. They don't really know how to handle stars. He is a fucking star. Like he is, he, like I said, when, you, when the grandmothers and the soccer moms know who you are, you're a star. And Odell isn't walking through the airport not being recognized. Right, right, right. So. All right. So Jeff is 
rebooting his computer. While he's doing that, I wanted to give a shout out that I know that neither Jeff nor Sean give a fuck about and that I forgot to do last week. Um, I want to give out a shout out to Luke Perry, who is best known as Dylan on Beverly Hills 90210. He died last week of a stroke at like 52, yeah. which is crazy. Um, it's just really crazy to see our peers, even though 52 is 10 years older than me, that's not really that much older than me. Um, and like this, this guy was a, was a teen idol, you know, when I was a teenager. So it's just really crazy to, to see our peers and our teen stars, meaning like Gen Xers, um, die. Like the fuck? Yeah. 52? Like that shit is insane. Um, so I wanted to give that shout out. That was just really shocking. And um, surprising. And I feel like somebody else died that I'm forgetting. But I'll come back to that. Um, we'll wait for Jeff to get on to get into yeah. Unsung. And I don't know. Have you been watching Real Housewives? Um, you know what? I went through like maybe a five-week period where I mm-hmm. didn't watch them. Mostly because I was traveling and the show had just... I wouldn't want to say gotten away from me. I did see this last week's episode. So, I, I mean, this I last week. Yeah, this last week and the week before were a little bit confusing. It's been an interesting season. There's definitely a new life back in the show, and it's not as contentious as it used to be. There's still a lot of beef because Nini is carrying a lot of weight, and um, Nini is basically the source of tension through the show. Um, yeah. Granted, there was a lot going on between Candy and Portia for the first half of the show, but. Because of what Nene and Greg are going through, which is not just Greg's illness, but Nene and Greg are apparently fighting through his illness, like fighting each other yeah. through his illness. Um, it brings, she brings that tone into the room with her for everything. Um, so Sean, we were just, I mean, Jeff, we were just doing a really yeah, quick. Yeah, I should just bug out. I don't know what happened to my computer, but sorry, y'all. That's okay. We were doing a really quick, just RHOA um, recap. I was just saying how this season, the show definitely got new life. I mean, I think we're we're in the back half. I don't know how many episodes they have. We're in like the second episode of the back half of the season. Wait, what season um, is now? I'm sorry. A Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, the Atlanta. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I was saying I, that I the main reunion, so it's got to be closing down. Yeah, so. the main source of tension, really, aside from just like bullshit scraps with Marlo, because Marlo always into some petty stuff with somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the back and forth with Portia and Candy, which is now squashed has really just been Nini bringing in attention wherever she is. And not just because of Greg's illness, but because she and Greg are going through their own shit yeah. with his illness. Yeah, she, she's, just, she's just very unhappy across the board. She's fucking miserable. And as much as I, you know, listen, I lost a parent to cancer. My other parent is a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And I've seen what it looks like to be somebody's primary caretaker up close it is not Absolutely. easy me, me too it's a me burden. too yeah it's a burden it's heavy but, all three of us all three yeah, of all us, three of us. <laughs> you know what yeah. but um her attitude bothers me and it's not for me to judge how anybody else deals with a life situation or grief or that trauma or that stress but she has a habit of centering herself no matter what's going on mm-hmm. that is um i don't know it just it doesn't rub me 
the right way. Like it makes, it makes it makes me feel like again, I'm, you know, like we always say, I'm talking shit because obviously I don't even know Nene and I don't, I don't, you know, I've never met her. I don't even think about her and Greg. Besides, when he, all of us have seen it on television, but it, 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 and I think Sean has even alluded to this at one point. It just feels like, or maybe you did not. So whatever, somebody did, but but the point is, it just feels like. You know, Greg met Nene, um, you know, he, he was, he's obviously like, you know, several years older than her. And he, you know, he kind of, you know, got her, literally got her out the strip club and, and, you know, they, they built this life together and, you know, done their little hustling and it was a little janky for a minute, but now they, they got this thing and they're making money and, 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 and living a very comfortable life. And, but it feels like now that he needs her, she's like, nah, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't really, I ain't really, I ain't really with all this shit. Like, I mean, I, mean, I help, I help you out like a little bit. But like I ain't really trying to do a hundred percent of your shit. Like I know I saw I saw I didn't see this episode, but I read about it where he was going to um I guess the chemo or something, and she like left him. Yeah, she was like, "I'ma like, leave <laughs> and go what? do some whatever." Yeah, what part of the game is that? Like you, did, what? Are you, what? And her and and, 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 I, and I read that he I saw the clip online, and he when she said that he looked at her like. Wait, what? what? You actually leaving me? Like yeah, she was like, so I'ma leave and go to and, my store. You know, you thought, yeah, and it's like also her reasoning seems to be like her and Greg weren't good before the diagnosis, yeah, right? But the nigga, the nigga but could it's like, die. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. I just and also you know the thing with Nene over the years. When Nene is called on the carpet for lack of empathy or selfishness. Um, you know, we've all seen it. Like when people like Nene, you're a horrible friend, and she just really offended. She's like, I'm a very good friend. I'm the, I believe that Nene really thinks she'd be there for niggas. I think she really thinks this in her head. There's something emotionally, I don't know if it's about her parents, I don't know what it is. There's some kind of disconnect, even the way she handled Braylon when he was younger. Like, there's some kind of disconnect there, mm. um, with her and empathy yeah. or the expression of empathy, right? And I can't put my finger on it. I'm not going to try to armchair diagnose it. But there is something there. There's like a, a a block there that won't let her get like her only emotion seems to be anger. And yeah. it's like, even if I'm sad, I'm angry at you because you're not acknowledging I'm sad. Like exactly. her whole thing is like, y'all bitches need to be there for me because I'm or, going through so or I'm, much. Or, or I'm mad at you because you made me sad. Yeah, like that. I don't. I don't. I almost feel like that's part part of it with Greg. It's like, but like you're making me. It's making me sad that I can't really help you. So fuck you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, like like, let me go do some other shit to distract myself. Fuck you for putting me through this. Yeah, exactly. Like fuck you for putting me through this bullshit. So I'm gonna go to my store and I'm gonna keep my life going. But it's just, it's, it's. I mean, you know, you know, I, I feel bad for Greg, man, because you know he's, you know, he's not a kid. He's not like eighty, but he's right. like mid to late sixties at this point, and you know, he's looking at mortality, and he's, you know, I, I, I hope he doesn't pass away or anything. But he's, you know, it's a tough space that he's in, and she, and he's like thinking his wife that he done been with for you know, at least twenty years is gonna be there, and she's like, I'm going to the store, I'm going to right. do this, I'm going to do and- that. I mean, I'll, I'll just say, I'll just say, and and I'm not um, saying this in defense of 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 her, but you say um, he might very well be a dick right now. Mm, yes, I guess, but yeah. also too, but also too, they damn near divorced a few years ago. Like, true, like they, true. like, like we're we're. 
like what I'm saying is we're watching this in the context of this sort of loving relationship, right? And we're not really watching this in the context of um, uh, a symbiotic relationship, right? Like where one is needed for the other to to operate. Yeah. And I think that I think that they might have more of that than they had um, just sort of sheer passion and love and i'm not saying that she doesn't love him you know what i'm saying or anything like that i'm not suggesting that at all i'm just saying based on the show you know what we see is kind of these snapshots and i and i always sort of try to preface that right is that ultimately what we see are snapshots we we're, we're not seeing like the the daily sort of grind and we know that shit you know, like mm-hmm. we said earlier, like we know what that means when you got to get up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. right. you literally like fucking got to go change an adult diaper. Yeah, yeah. literally. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Literally. Yeah. My and nigga, a feeding like, tube or some shit. Feed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like you got to get up and you got to make sure medication is being taken. Yep. All of those yep. sorts of things. And, and go I, to those doctor's appointments and, and go to yes. And so and so I'm, I'm and speaking from my experience. What I found is that my sisters were bearing the majority of that brunt. And, okay. and, 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 and so what I realized, man, is that socially, man, they had just sort of, they were dwindling away. Like they didn't have, so I think that, that, that her this and that overwhelming feeling is I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go yeah. like some people, some people. I'm going to have, Miami with the yes, girls or whatever. Yes, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is to make that, that seem easy. And it, and it is, and it is seen as a selfish thing. And it very well may be like, I'm not, I'm not even saying that that's not the case. I'm simply saying that we're watching this in a bit, in a, in a bit of a vacuum. So mm-hmm. we should add the context of that in addition to. They weren't kind of all the way there. I don't. Yeah, think. I got you. They wasn't. It was still. Yeah, right. You know. Right, because we're talking like maybe season three is when they kind of, they were on the radio going back and forth at each yeah. other, and yeah. she was doing interviews. And she was doing interviews. Yeah, and, she, and it was rumors of her uh, dealing, you know, fucking a football nigga and all that. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. so and so then you know again at that point Nene is not you know listen she's she's a woman that can surely have male suitors right like that's mm-hmm. not a issue but but Nene was not at a point where she could just go out here and be on a marketing date yeah you know? right. so there was a yeah. there was a level of comfort of knowing that he was there and knowing that he was able to do things and there was a level of comfort for him yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, nigga, you 62. You just ain't going to be out here. Yeah. Miss M- Barbara and them ain't giving up her social security exactly. from her dead husband. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Her pension. Her pension. Yeah. Her pension. Hey, yeah. You know? You know? So I, I say all I have to say, I say all I have to say, uh, we should, we should also, you know, sort of couch this with the level of context. True. Um, that, that gives some levity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I've been, I've been kind of popping in and out of the season, so I haven't watched it all, but I did watch this week. Um, and you know, this week was based focused on, um, uh, Eva's wedding and on Cynthia and on Candy's burlesque show. That was kind of like the main, uh, kind of focuses of, of the Candy show is already on the road. I, I mean, it seems like the ticket sales are doing decent. You know, they're doing decent sized venues and, um, she's bringing them out. So, I mean, good. I get, if anything you say about Candy Man, she's she gonna turn a buck, boy. She's gonna, she gonna it out. find that girl. I don't <laughs> she know. She's gonna find that money. 
she gonna make a dollar. And you know what? But she, but she is already acknowledging they have the sur- they have a surrogate now, right? So, oh, so they're doing this. They found a surrogate. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, so they have. So at this point, considering taping time, Candy and Todd should have a baby on the way. Um, they found a surrogate through one of the married to med doctors. Um, so they have a surrogate. The new married to the med or the old married or the, or the Atlanta married to med? Oh, Atlanta married to the med. Okay. Okay. Um, so they found a surrogate through who's the oldest one? Who's Dr. The, Jackie. Dr. Jackie. Dr. Jackie. Dr. Jackie. Right. Dr. Dr. Jackie. Yeah. Um, cause you know, I don't watch married to med like that. Yeah. Um, so they found a surrogate with married to med is someone who had been a surrogate for one of Dr. Jackie's other patients. Okay. Um, Todd has told Candy he's not really trying to bond with the surrogate, go to doctor's appointments, none of that shit. He really, like, yeah. He said he said he feels weird like forming a relationship with this with woman doctor. he don't know, right? That, and that may change, but that's what he said initially. So Candy's supposed to be the main point point for the surrogate. They had the surrogate, and she's putting the show on the road, and she's doing who the hell else? Because you know there's a candy coated tie in. Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. And she's already like, we don't have, and they just opened a new OLG. So already it's like, they ain't got no time. So they're really just proving, you know, what Riley said. Like, y'all doing the most. What you gonna do when a new baby get here? Exactly. Because Riley at that point will be in college. She's like, I'm gone. Right. So who's gonna be taking care of this kid? Because y'all got 400 things going on. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I wanna just mention, um, Unsung this week, uh, which was unintentionally funny. Unsung, yeah, exactly, and not as good as the Lloyd. Did you watch the Lloyd episode by the way? Nine, did you ever get to watch? No, it? I don't care that much about Lloyd. <laughs> I don't even care that much about Adina. I watched it because um, y'all were talking about how much they was putting on it. Yeah, they put a lot on it. So this week was Adina Howard. Uh, you know, who, in my mind, is a one hit wonder. I know that T-shirt and panties record did did decent but you know her big record was uh was a freak like you was a freak, freak in the like morning. me freak, freak like, like me. me and t-shirt and panties was like five years later four years later or something crazy yeah and it, might have been a it was a than moderate that. and it was a moderate hit exactly it wasn't moderate yes but they did a whole episode about how this freak like me record just changed the whole cultural landscape. Yeah, like this bitch the world. Ruth Gator you know, it, ben changed, it, it changed the world, my nigga. It changed, <laughs> the face of music was forever changed. Was forever changed. There wouldn't have been no Lil Kim. No Foxy There wouldn't have Brown. been no Foxy Brown. Women didn't talk about sex before like, Adina Howard. About, Holy man. shit. We didn't have the language to talk about <laughs> sex the way men talked about sex. Nobody had their ass out on an album cover before Adina Howard. It was like she ain't Millie Jackson. It was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. It was and a honestly, lot. And honestly, even TLC had done a lot of things like that previous to her. TLC like, had, and then, came, and then Total, and then Total came yeah. around. Yeah. Shit, Jade, even though they weren't yeah. overtly sexual in content, they were still giving them it to in looks. Yeah, exactly. like... Them shorts. You know? <laughs> exactly. I'm short, I'm short, I'm shorty shorts. Yes, the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So like it was just kind of a trip how they were just you know and, and you know if again you don't know her but just from watching the show like she definitely carries herself that way too like yeah you know I I put, I, I I started all this shit you know what I'm saying I'm like wow like and she just seems very um that's the word I'm looking for kind of like I guess self-centered for lack of a better arrogant. term it's kind of like it's all in arrogant like even when they spoke about her marrying um her now ex-husband 
it seemed like even that was just like, yeah, I wanted to get married, so I married the nigga. But, you know, like, after a while, I ain't want to be with the nigga no more, so I just broke out. And just, I'm like, damn, you just kind of just, it's just whatever, huh? You're just doing you. Like, well, it also just seems very manufactured. Like, Adina, there's nothing original or creative about just being like, yeah, because Adina, you know, she just want to get it in, and she just want to have freak. sex. She's just going she just going to do her. None of that is fly. Like, none, like... You I how got, old? I got, I got she's how old now? She got to be like forty-eight or some shit like yeah, that. Like yeah, she's got to be significant fifty. Yeah. yeah. And I just got bored with that. That that every other you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, the thing on the on the um on the show came back to that. You know, these are freaking. She even likes to get a pop. I'm like, okay, it's okay. Like we she, get it. She likes. We penis. get it. You oh like you God. like sex? Cool. That's fly. But like, really, that's it. Like, I don't know. It was just a trip. But one of the lot. one of the things one of the things that I don't like that Unsung does, or probably the only thing that I don't like, is that they they don't often have a a counter argument voice of reason. Right? Hmm. They 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 to me. There has to be some level of pushback when only you, when you have all of these people's family members sort of waxing poetic and being, you know, having this sort of revisionist version of history. Like, yeah, like it was just, it was just weird sort of watching this sort of, you know, person after person after person. And it's like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, they, they were great, right? She had a, she had a hit record, right? She caught lightning in a bottle. And the rest of those songs, guys, like they, they were cheesy 90s songs. I really exactly. don't know what to tell you, right? Like nothing separated her from the pack. Like I, I don't like, why are we pretending like there was some incredible, you know, thorough career that was cut short due to some outside forces? It was her. Yeah. Right? All day. She, she, she went on, she went on the radio she and talked talk crazy about, about the head of her label. <laughs> about Sylvia. Sylvia wasn't just, and especially at that point, like there was nobody moving at the level of Sylvia. Absolutely not. There might not even be another person moving at the level of Sylvia today. Real, real talk. Whole, which is a whole other conversation right, right. in and yeah. itself, right? But, yeah. but like we're talking about a very powerful woman. Yep. A, a woman who is, who is and has always been so very connected to her artists. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sylvia would definitely be at a hole in the wall uptown. Absolutely. As, as yep. well as she'll be at Lincoln Center. Okay. And yep. she's comf- she comfortable everywhere. It'd be in both you know, places. Exactly. It'd be in both places. So, so, <laughs> so then it was kind of like, yo, she put you on ice, right? Which is normal. But also one of the things that we have to remember about music executives is like, yo, my man, no one's shelving a hot record. That's real. No one ever, never. I don't give a fuck how much you act up. Nobody's shelving a hot yeah. record. You making a hit? So, they'll deal with your fuckery. They will deal with your. F- listen, <laughs> trust me. I worked at Jive Records. It was a gang of fuckery with Nigga, you for the artists. <laughs> every, every, every. There are there are Wall Street bankers that are fucking assholes. And you yep. know what? At the end of the year, when those numbers come in. Guess what their managers do? They fucking deal with it. And give them a bonus and, and keep get, pushing. Okay, Allen Iverson, <laughs> okay, when you average 28 and 5, you could do what Allen Iverson do. Yep, T.O., right Odell Beckham. T.O., yes. <laughs> special talents get special privileges, my exactly. nigga. Exactly. You average, no. And so then Sylvia clearly does the, okay, let's have a come to Jesus meeting, right? Like, I'm not going to keep you on the show forever, but I need to put you in timeout for a little while. Let's have a mm-hmm. come to Jesus meeting. And she basically says as much like she goes in there and fucking flips her nose up. So, of course, yep. Sylvia's like, 
Well, what the fuck, you know? Right. And if you and if you know Sylvia Rohn, Sylvia ain't gonna buy about no disrespect, like ever, at all, ever, not, not never. Like you yeah, gotta be fucking, especially from that from another black woman. Like, are you fucking? Like, I can I can see Sylvia in that meeting because I've worked for Sylvia. I can see Sylvia in that meeting. And I know she was like, is she fucking? Is she on crack? Like, are yes. you kidding me? You fucking crazy. Yeah, like. I I guarantee you that meeting was no longer than seven minutes. Because <laughs> somebody was trying to like, get the she fuck out of my that, office. Yes. Yes. She got that vibe. And she was like, okay, and that's a wrap. So, yep. again, it was just like, you know, listen, is it, is it, I, I feel I'm happy for artists of that era that are getting the calls now to go out and do shows and do But she ain't on something. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, I, she, she's right. She's right in line and right where her career would have normally been in my, in, in my estimation. Like yeah. none of that shit after Freak Like Me was, was worth ground, shit. Was groundbreaking. Yeah. And, but next week we definitely going to get into it. Cause di- well, this week, cause this week is the Jets. And I'm really I'm excited about the Jets. I'm re- it's really excited because they had, they had a, I mean, the they, had his, they had more all, hits than I remember. They had Crush all, all over him. They had, um, uh, what is it? Make it real. They had um, what was the name? I rock it to you, which I forgot. I liked until I listened to it because it sounded like a almost entirely different group. Like they actually had a couple of joints. Mm-hmm. And they were talented, and it was a lot of them. And you know, they, and they when they whenever they fell off, they just really f- kind of fell off the map. So I'm really curious to see. It had what, something to do with money, of course. And I'm really, so I'm really curious to see um what happened um so so we're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll kind of keep it going uh with them and I, i'm sure it'll probably be a better uh a more interesting episode than the last one i also want to mention the aretha franklin uh grammy uh award uh grammy tribute show oh, i haven't watched came on yeah it was good it was good i just want to mention it real quick as some really good performances um Celine Dion was excellent. Not, you know, not surprise, surprise. But Celine Dion was, was excellent. Um, the gospel tribute was awesome. That was, uh, Miss Shirley, Caesar, uh, uh, BB Winans and Yolanda Adams. Yolanda actually sung twice. I forget the other song she sung as well. Um, but, um, it was just really, you know, with that great A talent out there. Uh, well, it was a Clive, Clive had a big hand in it, which I yeah, yeah, yeah. tell by the talent. Exactly. Um, like Jennifer did like yep. three songs at the opening mm-hmm. and Celine, like all of that. It was, it was a, it was a Clive show. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. I mean, if you kind of, anybody can kind of catch it on demand, you know, on a, you know, rainy Sunday or something, it's worth a watch. Um, uh, should we just mention, uh, the kind of follow up point to the R. Kelly fuckery, um, with, uh, him getting arrested, uh, for uh child support payments and now apparently there's a third tape out that that's supposed to be coming out yeah and there's uh there's, there was a, a possible suicide pact between the two girls that were on that were interviewed by gail yeah and um there was something else that happened too um but i mean those three things this, this, the this, tape this, shit this. is wonky because so the guy who has this other tape does this press conference Saying that, oh, that, yeah, that nigga there. Saying that he had clean, <laughs> he was cleaning out his garage. Mm. Just happened to be recently cleaning mm. out his garage. Comes mm. across a box of VHS tapes, mostly sports. sports he said sports, sports tapes, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. I don't know. Um, and had one that was going through the tapes to see what he was going to keep, what he was going to toss. And came across one tape that said sports, but also said R. Kelly. And he has no idea where it came from. 
uh, has no idea where he got it from. And Actually, I'm just like, nigga, I... That didn't make any what? sense at None all. None of it makes sense. A, a third tape of R. Kelly that he said that he never, he don't know where it came from, that no one's ever seen. It's not a public, you know, public tape. It's right, happening. He up has in, no relationship with R. Kelly, but like clearly you part of some pedo ring or word one time, something like you don't just stumble upon an R. Kelly tape. And he's obviously probably trying to, he's obviously just trying to get paid because he hires Gloria Allered to do this whole press conference and talks about how disgusted he is about the tape and blah, 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 blah. It's like, nigga. You know, since you're an electrician looking ass down somewhere <laughs> would, and go, so, go, go, going to get them wires fixed in the, and just, you know, with so, the and gun. So first Sorry, of bro. all, so first of all, that nigga's lying terribly. Yes. Like hell, clearly. Like terribly. Second of all, I would ask him the immediate follow-up questions. Do you even own a VH, a working operable VHS that you could right. have seen this tape on? Exactly. Right. And, 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 and like furthermore, like VHS is, well, like, like guys, we're talking about, it's, it's been at least 20 years since the death of yeah. the last of the VHS. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, so, so at no point were any, was any of this stuff converted to digital. You mean to tell me at no point in the last 25 years have you cleaned out your garage? Right. Yeah, like, and cool. like, like there's just so many levels of dude. You got to be fucking kidding me now. Like, well, also, this, this, how do you skip law enforcement, uh, News journalists, all of them, and go straight to Gloria Alred. How does that happen? Yeah, because you're trying to get paid. Yes, and and no, no, the payment stopped. That nigga. Uh, been, there you go. Uh, that nigga been holding that tape. Allegedly, uh, let me just say allegedly, because I ain't got no. Yeah, money. yeah, 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 yeah. For, but that for, makes for sense. Dinner. You're saying it makes sense though. Yes, because it coincides way too perfectly. It coincides way right. Too like perfectly. you just happen to come up off this tape now. Now and now, like right now. He, Right. Well, and it's not even like, oh, I came across this tape and it was maybe last year or even during the time that they were airing the the, the, the show on Lifetime. Right. Surviving R. Kelly. Right. Mm -hmm. This all happens as we see his financial woes become public. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But I also want to just mention that. So, like you said, R got arrested again, this time for child support, and he was being held. He got arrested the day after, I think we saw the first set of um, Gale clips. And he goes back to jail and he's being held until he can pay his $161,000 in back child support. And there is still somebody who paid $161,000 for this nigga. Who are these people? Who are these people? And this and you ain't getting it back. You're not getting it back. Payment, this particular payment was anonymous, um, which I found very interesting. Considering yeah, they didn't want to get drugged like old girl. Yes, and apparently they're saying now that these people, you know, his people pooled their money together, and I'm kind of like, my nigga, did could you not have gotten them to pool up the money to actually, to actually pay, pay her? To actually pay it to actually pay for your your child support, dude. Like, what are we like? Like, like I said, man. I think that there is. I think that he's living out of the Nike shoebox right now. No question. And right. I think that 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 shit is dwindling and dwindling and dwindling. And I think he's rich people broke. Um, I don't think he's poor people broke just yet. Right. He's getting there. But he getting there. But he getting there. Right. But he has no assets. Especially because he still has a, a overhead. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. That, it, 
and that's even dwindling. That's even dwindling. But when you see him, you see him dude pulling up to the fucking to the to the courthouse in sprinter vans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, who paying for that shit? Who's paying for all of this shit? Yeah, dude? yeah. He he borrowed money for Miss 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 Jesse who down to the church. She yeah. gave you three hundred dollars. She gave you three hundred dollars towards the child support, Robert. Yeah. Because yeah, she, but, but she gonna get you, you gonna have to sing at her niece's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Down to the baby christening. <laughs> Down to the christening now, you know. We got we gotta pray for you to go, but we ain't got much else. <laughs> yeah, he, he ain't he he yeah, it's just this nigga's life is and then like I said, there was a so alleged suicide pact that well rumored suicide. I one hundred percent believe in a suicide pact. Yeah, I believe it too. I mean, they haven't, you know, acknowledged that it was official, but they're yeah. saying that the two girls who were interviewed on the show, um, with Gail were saying we're going to kill themselves, um, together. If something um, goes down. If something goes down and Robert gets jail time. Um, and like, like Nas said, I actually really believe this because from watching interviews, you see how, uh, brainwashed and how, uh, twisted, especially the, um, the brown skin girl. She's just over the top with it. And if he goes away, not only will I see her being just emotionally just distraught, but like where are they going and what they doing? Because they got, they have no, no skills. They have no right. income. They have nothing. And they, and, and from watching the interviews, they definitely do not want to go back home. Right. So I don't know what they would do. So I could see them getting the, that desperate and just doing something drastic. Well, not only with them, but I can see Kel's taking himself out before he goes to jail for real, too. Especially if it's some real time. If it's yeah. some like heavy duty time. Um, by the way, sidebar, peace to, I guess, peace to Paul Manafort, because that nigga's life is over. He just caught seven and a half on top of the 47 months. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. He caught, he caught 47 months. Okay. From, from the previous judge. Okay. Who, and might I add, is a, a federal judge that was appointed by Ronald Reagan. Okay. And then on the the follow up charges in D.C. That the initial case was Virginia. So then the the second case, which was in D.C., um, the judge there gave him an additional forty three months. Oh. So, his, so it's seven and a half. Total. A total. Now, but then he, but but then he, then he got the New York charges. Yeah, he got caught sixteen, um, uh, sixteen charges in New York. But they're which, questioning. But they're questioning right now. I was just listening to NPR's political podcast. They're questioning right now whether or not this is a bit of show um, for New York because they're saying that some of those crimes are double jeopardy, right? Like they don't right. know uh, if he can fake. So it may not be all sixteen. I'm saying they may be casting a wide net. They right. just stack they a bunch can, on top of yeah. them and see what they can pull but, back. See what they can pull back. But the important thing about yes. the state level charges is that even if Trump tries to pardon him on the federal level, Trump can't pardon him for state charges, which that's is why they've been setting to, yes. this up. Yeah, this is that, exactly. that that to me seems like um seems like the plan. I mean, obviously the judge, um uh I can't remember her name. It was a woman. Um she mm-hmm. was appointed in twenty ten. Um, you know, she basically said, like, look, you've done, um, you, you basically, you've been doing this. You've been scamming. Okay. You got off light. Okay. Everyone was, was sort of pissed with that initial judge. I think Judge Ellis, who gave him the 47 months when his federal guidelines was like 19 to 26 years. So we already knew that they were sort of winding him up. 
um, for a pardon. And shit, he still may get pardoned. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't know what's going to happen with this Mueller investigation. So we don't know what this impeachment um, or if there's going to be an impeachment. And mm-hmm. then Do- Donald Trump absolutely has the power to sign him out of prison. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. And then, you know, it's still got the, your man still keep, keeps getting extensions. Uh, what's his name? Michael Flynn. Um, so he hasn't been sentenced yet. Um, because he keeps asking for extensions. I don't know what's actually going on there, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's ultra real. Um, I wanted to mention, um, Bill de Blasio, uh, mayor of New York City for two things. Um, first thing is I read that he's doing, um, an extension of, the lower part of Manhattan, actually, <clears throat> based on um, the rising, uh, you know, the rising sea levels, um, the lower, the lower end of Manhattan, like South East Seaport in the financial district is literally just eight feet above the waterline. We're so basically what, like NOLA at this point. Yeah. 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 Like a badass storm come through and it's like, it's flooded. It's, it's underwater down there, down there. So he's trying to uh, uh, get a $10 billion. Uh, it's a $10 billion job to basically extend um, the lower parts of Manhattan to, you know, to stop the rising tide. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Does, does that mean that they'll, they'll, they'll be able to build on that? Will there be even more buildings? Like, I, I mean, was, Sean will I, probably know better than I am, but I think it's more about just, um, fortification because they said this after Sandy. They were basically like, um, you know, New York, like you said, it's, it's barely at sea level. And we are in the same position. Like we are one of the cities that um, is in the worst position for threat of flooding, especially as, um, you know, the environment continues to change mm-hmm. and sea levels keep rising. And we've seen it here, you know, for those of us, even those of us who've been in New York, if you even if you've only been in New York for the past 20 years, you've seen how the city has evolved in its response to storms. Yep. Um, it used to be something we didn't even think about twice. Right? Trip, it was, a, it was hard shit Yeah, outside. it was a Jersey thing or it was a Long Island thing because they're out by, even though we're surrounded by water, like it was, it was something more for them. But you know, Lower Manhattan was without power for what, like a week after Sandy yeah, or something crazy. It, it was, was really bad. bad. It was, it was bad, really yeah. bad. And, and a lot of those tunnels and stuff down there was like. Flood, like people yeah. lost car, cars were underwater, like it was crazy. Yeah, and even like our subway infrastructure, it rains hard here. It's raining in the subway. Like mm-hmm. there's some subways, it's like a waterfall in that bitch, you know. Absolutely. So, um, the city's infrastructure is old and hasn't been kept up with, you know, the changes to climate. So I don't think this is going to be like a development opportunity. I think this is more like protect the city opportunity. I don't know, Sean, you may know better than I do. And we just lost Sean yeah. in that moment. Oh, there you go. No, there you go. There you go. Yeah, nah, it's definitely going to be a opportunity for them to um, develop. Like, to me, I mean, that's kind of what Battery Park is. Like, from my understanding, yeah. a big part of Lower Manhattan was built specifically for that. Like, that's not natural. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that they're dealing with all of that sort of stuff, right? So that's my, you know, that's that's... You know, look, I mean, we could say it's not going to be for development, right? But we know what that shit means. Yeah, you know what that means. More I mean, condos, more, yeah, come more, on, more, more, more everything, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and not for us. What, what, tell me what, when has New York City not looked to develop a space? Never. Yeah, sure. Never. I was, I was driving, uh, I drove over, um, the, 
this was the White Whitestone of the Tribal Bridge the other day. And I looked at the, I was looking at the skyline and I was like, yo, like I hadn't kind of really looked at it in quite a while. Like I actually really looked and I was like, yo, there's like wild skyscrapers up that kind of weren't there before. You know, you, don't, and- you guys, don't, <laughs> you guys don't drive in the city the way I drive in the city. Yeah. Yo, when I, when I say I promise you, dude, you can't go two blocks without a crane. Yeah, you that's cannot, true. You cannot go two blocks without a crane. That entire, um, uh, graveyard, the train graveyard that used to be on the west side. Oh, we're, we're Hudson Yards this, now. Hudson, all that shit's gone. And it's not just there, dude. They have extended, like, all the way from, all the way to 8th. That used to be about, like, like the 10th Avenue. Yeah, 10th, yeah. 10th 11th. Yeah. No. All of that construction is going down all the way to 8th, dude. Yeah. Like, like, there's cranes everywhere. The streets are blocked. That's why you see so many every, every like two, three times a year. There's a crane accident. Yeah, because there's so many of them. There's so many of them. It's just this. I don't even. And it's in the Manhattan is an an island with obviously limited space. So it's like this is why this is why your rodent population is on is, fire. Is, is is on fire and everywhere, right? Because right? you have you have you know also too when we talk about the climate change. Yes, that's affecting our infrastructure, but also what's affecting our infrastructure is the amount of people, literally yep. the right. amount of people. Yep. Well, also apparently the bedrock that is usually excavated for construction. What did I read? It's something like the bedrock that's excavated for construction actually weighs less than whatever they end up putting on top of it. And mm. so it's changing the weight of the city. Ah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, that um, makes sense. It's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of push, so, pushing it down. And yeah. it's a side, side, sidebar to the sidebar, uh, there was a whole thing the other day about the the uh, rat <laughs> inside one of the subway. Uh, that shit was machines. so nasty. How I, did like, he get in there? I don't understand how he got in there. Like I said, I think, I think they got in there. Well, first of all, those machines have been up now for... For a while. A little over maybe 10, 12 years now. Yeah. yeah. Right? So... So, like anything, like they can burrow through. Basically, Sean was about to say they can burrow through anything, which is scary. Yeah, yeah. they can burrow through anything given time. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, just, I mean, like you said the rodent population, along with the um, with um, the homeless population in New York City, is just out of control now like the homeless thing is like i said back to 80s early 90s level for real and, and the rats are just because you said because all the building and more people which means more garbage and more food and more everything the road and popular this is like uh this is like paradise for for rats now you know what i'm saying even more so so um the new york city buck wild man um the other thing i want to mention about the blasio was like a little uh, controversy with him last week he had went to a church in south carolina and the church played, I believe I can fly. And he was like kind of singing along and, you know, like the people in the church, you know, he's doing that wing flap shit that Patty LaBelle does. Oh, Lord. And so he started doing the wing flap thing too, because he's just following along. And so, right. you know, niggas on Twitter start jumping on his neck. Oh, yo, how, yo, how can he sing? I believe I can fly. You know what's going on with our Kelly right he now. He said that the church is singing, I believe I can fly. That was my point. My point was you got a whole ass congregation. <laughs> 
singing the song. And obviously it's the song they sing on a regular because there's a right. whole routine to what the congregation does when the song comes right. on. And you mad at this white man because he popped in there one day and just did what everybody else is doing? And if he had just been sitting there not singing along, it would have got right. on his neck. Yo, how are we going to be rude? He ain't participating in the service. Blah, blah, blah. De Blasio's uh, excuse was, and I don't know if it's real, he said he didn't know how Kelly sung that song. He's like, I just thought it was a song for the church, and I just was going along with it. The, vic- the Victory Tabernacle Deliverance Temple. I can believe and- that because you know black people be putting a spin on shit once they get in the of gospel course. church anyway. Of so course, of course, uh, of course. Yeah, it's very, it's very. He might have known it was a pop song. I, I would not be surprised if he forgot R. Kelly sung it because yeah. it was, yeah, well, so, it was bigger than Kells. You yeah, know, it was down in, down, down in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Go ahead, Sean, bro. Sean, what you about to say? God, God bless him, you know, his family, okay? <laughs> but no, nobody in that family strikes me as people that listen to R. Kelly. Nobody. Right. <laughs> Even so, you've been his or, black wife. Yeah, that, that's my, my, my point is, okay, I definitely don't think, you know, the remix, the, the, the Ignition remix was popping <laughs> off. And exactly, and they ain't going. They ain't, they ain't going to many christenings or or, or, or black weddings yeah. either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So ain't nobody yeah. stepping in the name of love. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, the last thing, uh, well, another thing I want to mention since we're being uh, it's a kind of New York centric section is uh, the Gambi- the head of the Gambino crime family, guy named Frank Cali, was gunned down uh, at his crib uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, and ha- yeah, yeah, which hasn't happened in New York since uh, Paul Castellano was gunned down at Sparks uh, Steakhouse. And that's been 30 years ago, probably. Right. But um, not a, but a, but a boss. But but they they you know it's crazy is I don't know if there's like a war going on, because obviously we're in that on. world. Yeah. But but like so. So a few months ago, there was some other old timer. That got knocked off at a drive-through in McDonald's. Really? Yeah, dude. And then um, maybe like uh, also maybe a few months before that, there was an attempted uh, hit on a dude in the Bronx, like right out in front of his house. They got it on video. Like so is camp- it like people started getting lax and comfortable, and now somebody's trying to rise up and like start well, some shit? Well, I think the, you know the mob is the mob, right? And they had and 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 the mob has been sort of wax poetic right in in a way that people forget like like these are real fucking killers okay they're chopping you up okay your bodies are gone all that yeah like and this dude comes from a pedigree this particular dude is from sicily he's not oh i didn't know that yeah he's originally from sicily oh he's an old head and oh he's oh he's like generational the, and, and his wife is, um, I believe the wife was like the niece of the the founder of the Gambino, like a grandniece or something like that. Like, wow. So this is dude's lineage. So I don't know what it, I know they ran him over after they shot him. So I'm like. Yeah, they ran like? him over too. Now, what I, what I read, again, I guess I, I definitely want to say allegedly to all of this because I want no issues. <laughs> but what I read was in the paper, so, it was, you know, was that. I didn't realize this because they kept it quiet, but Gene Gotti, who was uh, John Gotti's brother, and Sammy the Bull got out of prison in the last couple of years on the low. They're both out. And so they're saying the, the rumor is, is that it could be a power struggle with the older guys yeah. trying to get back in the game because now they're out here and they want their, they want their shit back. Again, yeah. all, all allegedly, 
<laughs> I don't want no problems. But then according to the stuff in the papers, that's what that's what they're saying could be stemming behind a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And they said he came in alive actually um at to the hospital and uh they were pumping him with you know massive uh blood infusions and stuff, but he had lost too much blood and he he died maybe like fifteen to twenty minutes after he came um came into the to the hospital. So they've been trying to they were trying to keep him alive. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kinda wild. I mean Staten Island, you know, it's always been kinda known. Staten Island and, and the Bronx and Brooklyn more than the other boroughs have always been kinda known for like the certain areas are like mob uh centric i guess for lack of a better term so um instead of being kind of like the biggest one so you know it's going to be you know this is the kind of stuff that the new york papers love so well i'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot of stories about about all these killings you know um but i just want to kind of mention that too um next story i wanted to talk about was uh okay, I was gonna mention um and now you could take this if you want. Um this fresh print this fresh prince trailer. Yeah. Um let me find the kid's name. So there is give me one second. So a group of people um put together actually they've put together a short film, um, yeah. but they released a trailer. Oh, so it's actually it's actual film. It's gonna, or at least it's gonna be. Um, like a short, I don't know that. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a full film, but they put together. And at first, I did think it was just a trailer, and I was like, "Wow, this is a lot of work for just a trailer." Mm-hmm. But it actually is gonna be a film that reimagines, um, that reimagines Fresh Prince, set in 2019, but as a more serious story. Yeah, more darker. In more which, darker like, future. yeah, in which will. Um, gets into a tussle on the playground with some goons from Philly, which is in West Philly, which is the same, but then gets caught with a gun. Um, and his mom is basically like, I can't do this anymore. I'm sending you to Bel Air. And it's more like, it looks like it's going to be more like a coming of age story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's much more serious. So I'm trying to find the name of the guy. The trailer has been out and making the rounds online. A lot of people have seen it and commented on it. I don't know if, you know, Will himself has actually seen it or said anything about it. But I mean, Will's so uh, social media savvy. I he's got to have seen it. Right? There's no way with with Jaden and all them. Some there's no question he's seen it. <laughs> so the guy's name is Morgan Cooper. Um, okay. And on Twitter, he's at Morgan Cooper DP. And he said, like most night when he posted it, he said, like most '90s kids, I grew up watching Fresh Prince. Even as a kid, I always thought there was more to the story. Um, so I decided to make this and it's what would happen, what would happen if Will Smith made the Fresh Prince today? Um, but it's really, I mean, just really well shot, really well done. It's really intriguing. Um, the way they kind of flip the plot and even like the character of Jazz, like him and Carlton are beefing the same way him and Carlton used to beef in the show. But, but a like, darker tone to but it. a darker tone to it, and you know, sometimes him and Carlton will really get into it. But like, with mm-hmm. a darker tone to it again, um, you know, Phil ain't on no bullshit. The same because the thing about the Fresh Prince is that it actually did do a really good job of balancing like seriousness with levity. Like there were a lot of real nigga moments in Fresh Prince, um, and there were a lot of serious moments in Fresh Prince, especially like when. Will and um, Carlton got pulled over by the police in the Mercedes or when, you know, there were different things that would happen every mm-hmm. once in a while. Phil would really get in his ass. 
Um, but this just strips away all the comedy to make it a little more serious. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if they actually, um, when they actually put out like the full length, they haven't said when it's going to be. And I think it's an interesting approach to the idea of a reboot. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I instead too. of having to make it lighthearted and whatever, like actually putting a little more depth and layer into it, I think is an interesting way to think about approaching anything else that we're trying to reboot from the nineties. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, they get picked up by like, you know, on Netflix or somebody that can really put a little, put a little, you know, marketing behind it. Cause I think I, I know, I don't know, you know, we'll see how, if it, if you know, I'm, I'm reaching, but we'll see if it does get picked up, how far they can kind of stretch it out. Will it be a one thing? Will it be a series or whatever? But I think like the initial one, I'm very interested to see the trailer got me, has got me very intrigued. Yeah. And the trailer's at a million views. Um, okay. and it's been out not quite a week. I don't think. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe shade under a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely interested to see when they finally put this whole thing out. Yeah. You got anything to say on the bro? Sean was like, whatever. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you. You're mute, Sean. You're muted for some reason. Sorry, sorry. Guys. There you go. There you go. There you go. I, I, I wish them, I really do wish them well. I'm not, um, you know, again, sometimes I feel like I am kind of being a curmudgeon old, old man, but I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I wish them well. Those kids clearly, they know what they're doing, right? Like they did a great job with shooting that trailer. Um, I, I don't have any interest in watching a darker Fresh Prince. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I get that other people would like to see that. And again, I wish them well. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out because uh, Q and Benny Medina is taking all the money. Well, um, I mean, yeah. I don't think they're putting it out. Yeah, I don't think they're putting it out for commercial release, but you're right. Um, uh, and it's going to end up on their radar because like, they've gotten coverage. I'm sure, I'm sure it's on their radar now. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, sure it's already oh, on their radar they, now. They, there's a the lawyer's just talking. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a cease and desist <laughs> being being sent to someone. <laughs> yeah. Sit here. And and yeah. and I and I say that and I say that with no judgment. And a lot of times, uh, God, just just to be clear, a lot of times cease and desist are coming strictly from attorneys. It is not a personal thing. Yeah. I don't think anyone is like sitting at home fuming that these guys did this. But again, God bless them. I wish them. We gotta well. work out the. We gotta work out some business oh, though, y'all. Oh, oh, you, <laughs> yeah, my nigga. Yeah, with Q, moving forward with Q and Benny. Oh, you yeah. definitely gonna have to. You gonna definitely have to come and kiss the ring. It's no be, question. Be clear on that. No question. So we're gonna see. We'll we'll see where that goes. But I just I, just, I really enjoyed that trailer. Um. Uh, also, we uh you got to step out on this one, Sean. But uh, the Love and Hip Hop New York reunion uh came on Monday night. Well, the first part came on Monday night. Um, lots of fireworks. Uh, biggest reveal I guess was that Rich Dollars and um. Mariah Lynn have been dating off and on for eight years. I do not understand. <laughs> I know Rich personally. I do not understand why anybody continues to associate themselves with Rich Dollars publicly at this it point ne- in the game. It never works why out. Why would you do that? It and never like works and out. like professes like Undying love. Undying. Like she was talking for like three minutes straight. 
like mm-hmm. just talking. It was like yes, I was pregnant. Yo. Yes, and, and he yes, have, he got in a vasectomy. And you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna and, and like all of this was from literally. Nina was like, there was something about a baby in the blocks, and your girl talked about how long they've been together. He loves her flaws and all. He had a vasectomy. They trying to reverse it. They've been together eight years. His her mama to this to that, and Rich's face was like, yo. Doing. But my but my thing is but my thing is this. Okay, to Rich. First of all, I don't know how Mariah Lynn is, but she's I don't even know if she's 25. She's like a young girl. Mm-hmm. I think her and, her and Sin are probably around the same age. Maybe and she's like is. a chihuahua. Like she's, she's just exactly. gone. She's gone when she goes. And fam, if I don't care who it is, if you date somebody off and on for eight years. There's real feelings there, and y'all have spent some real time together. Y'all not just fucking any, anymore. Like y'all have spent some real quality time together for eight years. So like, yes, yeah, she got feelings for you like that, and yeah, you've told her you know secrets about yourself, and she's told you secrets about herself. It's kind of like what it is. So like, you acting like trying to keep it under wraps. It's not realistic. It's not. It's not real. It's, it's eight not years. realistic. And it's eight years, bro. And she's probably at an age because apparently I missed this episode, but apparently she said something about them sleeping together during the episode in the show. And um, like something like, oh, I can't be here at the table, but it's okay when I'm in your bed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even even on a, on the reunion, she was like, but when we go home, it's this and that. So like they're clearly in a together space and I'm feeling like that's what I'm saying. Like she's at the crib. Yeah. She's, she's hanging and, out. She's cooking. And I think <laughs> she might be on the other side of 25 now which yeah, might yeah, be why, like, which might be why she's finally like nigga if we're gonna do this we need to do this yeah like, yeah, yeah and she yeah. said because they cut backstage because she she walked off because she was talking she was talking she saw rich's face she walked off rich went to go get her but rich wasn't still wasn't saying anything to her she was like say he something. was a he was a staring yeah. at her yeah because i guess he was like yo oh because when he finally said something he was like yo how dare you bring up my illness and my vasectomy and my like what are you doing and she walked off mm-hmm. so he still but backstage she was like yo we talked about this you said it was okay so i guess their conversation had been that they would go public but like she went she jumped she went all the way public. all the way like <laughs> she didn't just jump out the window she jumped off the fucking bridge like she went yeah. all the way out there and everybody's face on that stage was shocked yeah. So no, nobody so knew. Nobody, nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody I'm, knew. I'm stunned that he was able to keep it under wraps for eight solid years. But I'm also like, how many on camera? Like, you didn't had. Oh um, my god. Homegirl from L.A. Uh, Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Sin. Um, Sin. Shit. How Erica, many Erica Mena. Yeah, you had an ex come back in the game. Not send mm-hmm. Erica. Sorry, not send Erica. He never fucked with yeah, Sin. Erica. Yeah, yeah. He had um an ex come back in the game at some point. Like he's been in multiple yeah. relationships during it's that time. Show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's just uh it's a lot, man. It's like and honestly, I mean I guess it makes for good TV, but he's he's definitely like we said before, kinda aging out because he's you know, he's in his forties now. And yeah. also like so what's in that all with all that, we didn't even get into like what the hell's going on with his with his ex with his ex with the murder yeah. case. Yeah, like is she in jail? What's happening? I guess we'll talk about that yeah. next episode. I guess. I guess the other other big thing on, on the episode was um uh uh Yandy and Kim Bella. Kimbella's pregnant and Yandy and Kimbella going back and forth about what Kimbella said. And you can see Yandy like being super irate because she, I don't think she had seen that footage. 
Right. Until after her and Camilla made up. Because Camilla said... Here's the thing. Camilla was doing a lot of side talking this season. I I will say that. I think she was. Um, And, I, you know, Yandy can be... Yeah, Yandy can be very, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? I didn't say that. I'll acknowledge that. She can do that sometimes. But this time, I think she was justified in being mad because Kimbella was throwing shots. And what Kimbella came to Yandy and said, she said was, I hope she's taking the girl in for the right reasons. What she actually said, and, you know, even allowing for editing, whatever, I don't know. But what was called on camera was that taking that girl into a home that's fake as fuck. Yep. So she's just doing it for show. Yeah. So Yandy had reason to be mad because even when they squashed it, she didn't really send. I mean, send. Cambella didn't really properly acknowledge what she said. So, and Yandy was for real mad. Like Yandy was. Oh, no, she even, was irate. She was Yandy irate. was like she was that kind of mad where you can't even look. Like she was looking at the floor while she was talking. She was yeah. that mad. Like and where you like, like I, I can't even and, look at you while I'm talking. And, and shaking. Yeah, like her whole voice changed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like she was mad, mad. And Cambella finally gave a genuine apology. But I think it's going to take a minute because Cambella really spent this whole season like like throwing digs and acting why she, like she didn't understand why Yandy wasn't fucking with her, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I didn't and I th- get. And I also think Cambella got thrown when she heard that um, Mariah Lynn, who kind of started that conversation apologize. with Yandy, apologize and checks in with the with the young girl. I forget her name now. I'm sorry, but checks yeah. in with the young girl and checks in with Yandy, like how she's doing. Like, and and Yandy was like, "Yo, genuinely, like, really checks in, like, not on yeah. some on some TV shit, like on some real shit. Like, no, I really want to, you know, kind of because she's been through that system, so she understands. Exactly. And I think Cambella was like, "Wait, what? Oh shit! Oh, I thought." She was gonna get at both of us, right? Right. <laughs> and you know, right, and Andy's like, "Nah, this girl really is a really nice girl. She really calls me all the time, and you know, we've hung out, and she she's met the girl. I, sorry, I can't remember the girl's name, but like, she's met the girl, blah blah. blah and Kimbella kind of was on an island by herself, so it was kind of interesting. But I, 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 what, how many, you, bro, how many parts is it? Do you know? Was it two or three? Um, you know, it's hard for me to tell because um, I think it's two. But okay. it's hard for me to tell because, I mean, any time, it could be two or three. It's all taped in the same day. It's oh, true. Yeah. How, how they cut it so, up. Yeah. 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 How they cut it up. Yeah. So but Safari I don't think did, it's going to be three, though. Okay. Safari didn't show up this episode, this one. So he, he showed up late. Part two. He showed yeah, up yes. late. Yeah. Uh, it looks like this. That's definitely Erica Mena's influence. I'm 100% sure. Yeah. And it's definitely like some issues still brewing between Safari and Joe and Safari and, uh, uh, Rich, I guess Rich is uh, in his feelings about Safari dating and Erica. Erica for some reason. I mean, my thing is, my thing with Safari is, so I've said this before, I didn't like Safari when he first got on the Hollywood cast and then I came to like him. But I think he's out of his depth, even though he's from New York, I think he's out of depth with this, out of his depth with this cast. Mm-hmm. Because Hollywood is about, Safari acts really childish. And Hollywood is about, the Hollywood cast is about a bunch of childishness. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're young. Because they're young. Mm -hmm. These New York niggas is like, and Safari is of this age too, I think. These New York niggas is like, we got families and shit, my nigga. Like, we grown. grown, Like, (laughs) this was a grown up season. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was some foolishness, but this was a grown up season and motherfuckers is coming. The other thing, the difference between Hollywood and New York is like, niggas is going to come at you. Like, we're not going to talk around it. It's not going to be, I heard you said you did. Like, we coming at you. My nigga, yeah. and he's he seems always ill prepared for that moment. 
Yeah. And that's I think is what's about to happen in this next in this next one. But I enjoyed this season. I will say that. I did and, too. I did, I and I'm ready for Atlanta. Peace to Mona Me Entertainment. I'm all about this old heads season. Yes. You know Thank man. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's for me. Because Hollywood get on my nerves. I want I want to mention um and he's on Atlantic, so I, I don't, but it's not even a biased thing, but I also want to mention this craziness between this kid, uh, YBN Almighty J, uh, getting, uh, jumped by this, uh, uh, the crew of this other rapper kid named Lil TJ, who's from the Bronx. So Almighty J, I don't know who from, these people are. You wouldn't, cause they're really, they're, they're, they're like babies. Like, like, Jay is like 18. He's like a, he's a child. He's a baby. That's the one who was dating Black China. Oh, okay. Yes, he's a child. And uh little TJ, you wouldn't know him at all, but he's like not much older, maybe like nineteen or something. Um and it was they had a beef, they had a big fight in front of Saks Fifth Avenue, like midday, <laughs> like like one thirty in the afternoon or something. And then later on, Jay who was in town, I guess doing some promo or whatever, was got, got caught by himself and some guys from the other squad saw him and jumped on him and like really like beat him down like like he was in the hospital for several days with like a stab wound like he got his face got sliced up he required uh almost 300 stitches like he got beat up badly it wasn't just like a couple blows yeah he got terribly like beat up got his chains taken he's um connected to rap a lot with jay prince and those guys so then jay prince put out a like a, a thing on instagram saying like I, I want him to get his chain back and i need my new york soldiers to tell me who did this and that's not gonna work up here not with these young niggas. No respect, to, no disrespect to Jay, but that's not. No, no, here. yeah, it ain't disrespect to Jay at all. But it's like these young niggas ain't connected to nobody. Like Jay Prince had listed a bunch of people on the thing, like Flex and Swizz and Cardi B, like all these Bronx people, and it, like, but those these guys, these are children, these are kids. They look at those guys as old men. They're like, I ain't gonna fuck with Swiss Beats. Wants to talk to me about like they don't. These niggas are young wolves, young lions out here doing whatever the hell they're doing. Um. It's a terrible thing because, like I said, this kid got beat up terribly. It's awful. But that's yeah. another thing. You know, we just talked about how homelessness and 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 the vermin problem is regret. Like New York is about to regress back to the eighties and the nineties in like two minutes, like all really the way is. around, like all really the way is. around. People are starting to move different, but there's a the, there's a code that's missing now. I think. But um, people are starting to move different. It's getting ugly in these streets again. Like we we on our way back around. Hmm. What, you, you got anything on it, bro? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, obviously, uh, J, you know, Jay is a well-respected, you know, person in both the boardroom and in the street. Mm-hmm. And I just think that um, really what this what this signaled was that um, he's not really clear on how things operate in our neck of the woods a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like... Those, those people that he tagged are not people that are intertwined in the streets like that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and. You, you know, said them niggas live in Jersey. <laughs> niggas live in Jersey. Niggas live in Westchester. Yeah. Niggas live in Long yeah. Island. Yeah. Niggas live in Atlanta. Like. They, they like, left the Bronx way behind. A long time ago, dude. Yep. A long time ago. And, and. Families you know, ain't even there no more. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's yo, man. Like there, there's certain sections in New York, and I know that we we kind of miss the boat, right? Because we see New York and all this glory. We hear about the crime stats going down, but like, yo, there's a couple places that's still wild for the night, bro. Down, down for whatever. Be. And them young, them, 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 them kids there. 
Yeah. Like they was, they was, yo, dude, like the worst part about that is that they don't have the grooming that I know that Jay is expecting of a young wolf like that. Yeah. He, Jay's <laughs> thinking that they still have like what they, you know, with OGs, like they OGs, still got cops. Yeah. They kind of report to and be like, yeah, yo, no. we OG. they're not OGs. They, the OGs yeah, of them are, OGs. Like, are, are like 22 years old. That's the OG. I was, just, I was, I was literally <laughs> about to say like the OG is 24 Yeah, and he, and he don't care. You don't right? give a so, fuck. So, so this is not, this isn't of the same thing. You know, all of those guys that, 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 you know, in 95, that was just sort of around in the music biz. And, and, and back then you had representatives, you know, yeah. you had street Kings that was able to call and get things done and get mm-hmm. things handled and, yep. and, yo, make things happen. And it just don't really work like that anymore. Um, especially here, at least not from what I understand. So, yeah. well, in part know. because all of those, most of those people in New York are either dead or locked up. We just don't yes. have we. The streets the don't move like that. The street structure yes. isn't like that in New York anymore. Period. Yeah, there's no, there's no like how you know Jay Z has like the OG one who's been you know around it for a long time. That that's gone. They know yeah. OG Wands no more. And you know, Puff had Von Zip and there was other cats that kind of those guys are those guys are, are like I said are not here anymore. A lot of them passed away or they or they've just kind of moved up like Juan has and become a respectable businessman, you know, and, and is not involved with that type of thing anymore. And these young dudes is just out here buck wild and like and like Sean said, if you get caught in the wrong situation, hey bro <laughs> They'll take your head They'll off. Take your head off and won't look back, won't blink. Ain't nothing, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, this kid got beat up bad. I mean, Jesus, I'm, I hope he's, you know, gets his face, you know, taken care of. He's got like slashes in his face. It's horrible. It's horrible That's situation. Awful. It's awful. And he's a kid. Um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, we can get into this whole college admissions scandal, which is really. Just wow, the more like layers that keep peeling back from it. Now it's, uh, there's been this big college admission scandal, um, where all, all these colleges, all these, uh, parents rather, seems like most of them were, um, based in, uh, on the West Coast, uh, for now anyway. Um, although I'm sure this goes on everywhere and literally everywhere. We're paying like exorbitant amounts of money to get their kids into, um, to, to these colleges. Well, so, there was this one guy who was running an organization. Yeah. It all goes through this one guy, and it was actually the 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 company was something like something admissions or something prep something, and most of he did everything from it seemed like the bulk of what he did was help scam test scores. You know, the, his, comp- but, his company was called the Key, actually. Okay, the Key, and the so, guy's name is Rick uh, William Singer. So what Singer did mostly what his company did was um help scam test scores. So that was kind of like the the lower tier, the most affordable whatever. Mm-hmm. And that could mean teaching parents how to how to scam the school to ask for um extended time, to ask for a private test with a proctor and the proctor would actually be somebody his company placed in there or to ask to take the test out of state and they would send somebody else in to take the test. So that was one thing. Another thing could be helping bribe people on the inside to help scam admissions, like kids getting athletic scholarships or athletic-based admissions who didn't even play sports. 
um, yeah. <laughs> like all that kind of shit. They were like literally so, photoshopping people's faces onto other athletes. <laughs> yeah, like to to kind of bolster the the claim that they played sports, and and I think this is probably what led to this whole thing cracking open. Parents were paying through a contribution to a fake charity mm-hmm. that he had set up and writing the shit off on their taxes. Yep. My guess would be that this is what this was the flag that triggered the whole thing falling apart. Yeah. But, you know, there's several celebrities caught up in it. There's some high end finance people, a mm-hmm. designer, some lawyers, which is insane. And yep. it's like mail fraud, wire fraud. Like it's, it's, tax fraud like it's all the frauds caught up in it so it's been and the the two big faces have been Lori Laughlin who's best known for playing Aunt Becky on Full House and um, Felicity Huffman Huffman, which was really surprising to me because Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy are supposed to be like the cerebral they're supposed to be like the intelligent actors Um, and and not only the schools are even Ivies it's like University of Southern California. Yeah, University of Southern California has a 49% admission rate. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And their kids were largely unaware of what was going on. But one of them, one of them, I, I think, I don't know if it was Felicity or was Lori Laughlin's daughter. Her daughter is also, the, there's a layer to that because her daughter, um, uh, Olivia Jade, I think her, her YouTube name is. Yeah, she's, she's a an huge, influencer. She's a, hu- yeah, a huge YouTube influencer. And she would she is would be on YouTube like from her college dorm saying like I'm not really even trying to go to school. Right, like, I'm really to just party. trying to do this stuff. I'm just trying to party. And then apparently when the news broke, she was on the yacht of the president of USC's the, the president of USC's so yacht. Right. So there was a whole tons of just. It's, I mean, the, more more flagrant shit gonna come uh, out. Let's, that, bro. let's let's just even unpack the fact that the president of USC has a yacht, right? Like, yeah, like, well, yeah there's that. that. I'm like, one God damn, that. he gets money like that. But 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 besides, besides, let me just say this: there, and I've said this a, a few times before in the show, I believe, children will always be a parent's blind spot. Mm-hmm. There is, there is a, there is, um, there was like this, uh, irrational reaction and answers when it comes to people's children mm-hmm. and the list that they would go for their children is unspeakable. You right. cannot, you cannot even imagine that. So, so put it in perspective, like people are paying five, $600,000. They're paying three to almost four times the cost of going to school. Yeah. Just for them to get into school. Yep. And again, like I said, these are not, it wasn't like Stanford or, or Cal Berkeley or like the high end, you know, kind of West coast schools. It was like, you know, USC is a good school, but like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and so what I, what I think it is, is that what I, what this also tells me is that parents for the most part, this was for them, Right. They mm. wanted the prestige of being able to rattle off their kid is going to insert whatever school here at the dinner party, mm. right? They 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 get that level of hey, you know, so and so's at USC. Like this kid is is talking about not wanting to go to school in her dorm, which which tells me that she has on several occasions shown you. That she, she didn't wasn't want into, to go. She yeah, wasn't exactly. trying to go to school. Exactly. Right. You and seen so, it. You seen it in her grades. 
<laughs> that's everything. Well, well, what's 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 also interesting is I don't know that you would have seen it in her grades, right? Because I think a lot of these. What's also what this also shows me is that a lot of these day schools and these boarding schools are also operating under the same. Um, sort of structure, right? The same sort of systematic structure. You make these donations, we mm. let your kids in. You know, I remember, you know, my son going to private school and I remember, you know, a couple kids not really I, I saw them and I was kind of like, he don't really seem like he... <laughs> he ain't that, he ain't the shopper's drawing, the shopper's face in the yeah, drawer. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and then it'll be like, oh, you know, the parents gave X, Y, and Z or... Yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be. So, um, you know, then that that became a whole debate about you know legacy admissions and things like that, and 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 sort of this idea that everyone white that was in these sort of institutions of higher learning, these IVs, are not really they're just going on privilege, which is not true. That's not factual, right? Like that's not a realistic thing. But yes, there are a majority of people that get into colleges based on a bunch of different things, mm -hmm. and so this has been happening since forever. If yeah. you give, if you give to these schools, right? You know, what did they say? Uh, somebody posted that shit. It only cost 500,000 to get in USC. Well, Jared Kushner, you know, his parents. This shit was like a million. $25 million. $25 million, something crazy. Yeah. And what, what, where, do you, where do you go to Harvard? Harvard. The yeah. biggest. They bought a building. Prime. They endowed a building or something. The, the biggest, I think it's the largest private donation ever. And it went to What's Harvard, that one? right? Like this, it, it went to Harvard. Dude. It didn't go to a place that was struggling, right? Like it's yeah. not like, yeah, like they, 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 it ain't like they ain't, they ain't have it. <laughs> and, and so, and so, I, I, I you know, kind of say all I have to say, like the lengths that parents are going to to protect their children are really, um, you know, they're kind of scary because this is why we see grown adults in the world that cannot function. They cannot function with disappointment. They cannot function with anything that is out of their purview. If you, they're like horses with blinders on. If you give them anything that is outside of the spectrum, yep, it's a it's a problem for them. And it also tells me, and I told you guys this, like I was really fucking hot when UGA didn't accept my son. I remember, right? And I was like, yo, I went to the website. I went to the I went to the orientation. And I promise you, when they show, you know, these are the credentials, these are the GPAs you need, these are the SAT, these are the ACT scores. And he had, he had, he had all that shit. Yeah. He had all that shit. And it's not even that he was going to go there, but it was just like, yo, the fact that they didn't accept him was like crazy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and, and so, again, man, I like there are some public institutions. I think it was like University of Texas was also one. There are a few state schools that are really sort of high, and I'm sure like UNC at Chapel Hill and those yeah. sorts of, you know, really, really big time state schools um, deal with this same issue. But I mean, it just shows you, man, that the game is rigged and parents are not giving a fuck if the game is rigged as long as it's rigged in their favor. Well, the and other thing is that do... the game is rigged, but also your kid you're rigging the game on behalf of your kid, but your kid not having knowledge about it, which means that you're setting your kid up to think that they're smarter. Cause that was important that, to these parents that, that their kids that, that thought they, they, they did it on their own. Right. Yeah. So that's how we end up with all these, with all these fucking over entitled ass motherfuckers who think 
they know what the fuck they're doing and know what the fuck they're talking about because there's always been somebody behind the streams pulling the rigs and 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 you're really just coasting like you're an idiot your kid's an idiot but they think they're fucking smarter than they are. They think they're savvier than they are. And that's your fault. And and at and, no and, point... And those, are the, and those are the white kids, now adults, that we see all the time. Yeah. Like and those, it, that's exactly who they are, where, they, where it comes from. At no point are they put in a position when they have to fend for themselves. And as soon as they really do enter anything even remotely resembling a meritocracy, they flip the fuck out. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They have a, they have a terrible ability to take disappointment right and this is and this and this shows you why right like this is very um this is very indicative of just a system and i think and 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 i've said this people do this just on a different scale people do this all the time like i've had i've had you know parents pontificate and they and they get on their soapboxes and they will tell you i've i've had parents look at me when i took and put my kids in, in public school Mm-hmm. And right. they would sit there and they, you know, I would never do this. And, and, and I mean, I'm, you, you know, like, why, why would you do this? And yeah, they, they, all that shit changes when it's their kid. Mm-hmm. It's, when it's, when it's their kid, when it's your child, all of those goalposts starts to move. Yep. You know what yeah, I'm saying? All that shit go out the window. All that, all that shit go out the window. Yo, you should put them in here because, you know, you're paying the taxes here. You're paying the, you know, you shouldn't be paying for private school. And then when it's their time for their kids to go, guess where their kids at? Their kids are in private school. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's their kid now. And, and again, if you can afford it, God bless. And listen, as a parent, you should absolutely do everything you can do to give your child a leg up in life, right? And clearly, these are guys who are making exorbitant amounts of money. So yeah, to who them, can, you can jerk five hundred grand like five hundred grand, five hundred grand to them to, is, is is like for us is like you know five grand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like it's a lot of bread. Like ain't nobody saying it ain't it's chunk change. Yeah, but right? it ain't but stopping not nothing. Bread. It ain't, it ain't gonna stop your lifestyle. It's not yeah. gonna be the difference between you eating and not eating, right? So, yeah, they, they can do that at the scale. But it's also crazy that, like, your kids are already privileged. They're already gonna have a leg up and you will go through those type of links just to make sure they had a degree, just to make sure they had a certain kind of pedigree, right? Like, isn't the end game supposed to be to get to where they already at? You know, that, that's the thing that kind of baffles me. Like, somebody paid, some one of those parents paid some ridiculous amount of money that was in the millions, and I'm like, put that shit in a trust. Let that little nigga go to community college. Who the fuck cares? But, but that's you but, already but you got that shit. No, because this is not about this is not about that kid learning. This is about that it's about kid status. Being, yeah, this right. Is about status. This is mm-hmm. about looks. This is about you know a bunch of different things. About People perception. Do that. But about perception, absolutely, because you want your kid to feel like they are the kids that belong. And I say that, like, my niece is incredibly degreed. She has degrees from Stanford, from UPenn, and a law degree from Michigan Law, right? She's she's gone through all of those talented and gifted programs. And, yes, some of those kids do not belong. Mm-hmm. She's been saying that shit for a year. Like, don't, like, don't get twisted out by that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's also about whether or not you are able to, like, what is your, what is your college experience? What are you getting out of that? And we can see from fucking Donald Trump's uh, Fordham, yeah, uh, Fordham, Fordham and uh, and the Wharton business, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, how did he even get into fucking Wharton? Dad no paid. Way. 
Dad paid. My point. That's that's my point. This has been happening since forever. College yeah. has always been an institution that is accessible by people that are wealthy. It is a class divide, and and I say that as someone that recognizes that I am a part of that as well. Yeah, I was yeah. able to send my son to school. He yeah. did not have to be concerned with. Uh, you uh, have to get uh, stu- student loans and Pell grants. That's I I'm, I acknowledge that. There yeah, was a clear divide. Right, yeah. clear divide. Well, it's a bit. It's a it's a it's a huge business. It's what it is, and like you know, people still don't kind of. I think some people still don't always kind of fully grasp that. Yeah, you know, it's a, you know high learning and all that, but at the end of it all, man, it's a gang of money going through them through, through those know? through those places. Look at look at Ty. Look at look at Fly Ty from Howard. Yeah. Fly Ty from Howard was gaming that system because he had the, he had the access. Yeah, the right, access right. to what was really going on. Yeah. So, so this didn't even, this didn't even pertain to whether or not he come from a, a certain pedigree. This pertained to the fact that he had the access. Yep. Do you have the access to the trustees at USC? Yep. Do you have the access to those people? Even even at HBCUs, they're, they're kids that are going there that are there because they have access to all of those, all of those funding things, absolutely. All of those, all of those ins and outs. Yeah, legacy kids and all that shit. Absolutely, absolutely. Same yeah. With us. Right. Yeah. So of course, shit. and of course, what black people what's upsetting to us is that you know we've just recently seen, um, or for years, honestly, seeing um, affirmative action come under fire, and most recently, like a class action lawsuit brought by um, Asian students mm-hmm. for affirmative action, and it's like. What we've always known is that, especially at the Ivies, legacy admissions are like 30% of their admissions. Yeah, one that's, third. That's one who's third. Ta- that's who's taking your spots, not a fucking handful not, of fucking not, yeah, black not, not kids. Like, not like the six kids who got into Yale. It's, yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the 950 kids who were there just because their mother or father a, or, or grandmother or grandfather went there. On a two-point fucking, with a two-point seven-five... GPA, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like that, that's, that's what that's the problem. And this is, and that's what, and that's what is so disheartening, right? Is that there is this, this, this sort of foundational perception that when black people are there, that they simply do not belong and they are simply yeah. there to meet a quota and no one else is, right? And so when, when, when we look at how Asian Americans specifically targeted affirmative acts based on black people, they right. Wait, like y'all motherfuckers days. ain't affirmative action recipients should goddamn self. Mm-hmm. But but they have been they have been quiet as a church mouse the last two days. Right. Not a peep, right. not hide nor fucking hair. Not anybody. Yep. So that's why, all, yeah. that's why when we say that's why when we get upset with that whole people of color shit, this is what we mean. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. This is what the fuck we talking about. Exactly. Yeah, because it's I, all, it's all, it's all a scam. It's like it's like you know you get you get the kid in there with the two point five GPA. He goes through. His dad knows somebody who also went to Yale as this as an example. So he gets him a job at some high paying firm or whatever marketing whatever. So he's making bread. So he so with that bread, what's he able to do? 
give back to the school. And then right. boom, boom, boom. And then it's his kid comes up. It's the cycle. Then his kid comes up. He's a fuck up. He's got a two, a 1.9, barely a two. He's a, fuck, a drug addict and a fuck up, but he gets into Yale because his dad, now his dad and his granddad went there and right. maybe an aunt or something. And he gets, and then he gets out. He gets the high paying job at, at the firm, blah, 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 because he went to, he's friends with this one. And what's he do? Give back to the school. And then boom, boom, boom. Like you said, and meanwhile, black, black kids and, and Latin kids and, and real kids who are kind of struggling to get in, got to have a 4.9 and all this extracurricular all, all kind shit, of extracurricular kind of fucking <laughs> letter from the goddamn yeah. ombudsman from so, but it's like exactly. the thing <laughs> the other thing though is that there are still, the fact that there are still so many privileged white people who feel like black people are getting free rides, like y'all niggas who actually are yeah. getting in off off nothing, granted people are paying money for you to get in so maybe you don't consider it a free ride but you're not getting in on your merit not only do black kids bust their ass to get into school, and I said this yesterday, and I specifically said black kids instead of kids of co- students of color, because again, Asians are fucking targeting black people in affirmative action, so fuck them right now. But it's like we get into school, we bust our ass. We're largely doing work study to make it, so can't even enjoy the college experience properly because we're trying to pay bills. Mm-hmm. And black students come out of undergrad. And right now we're on the graduate track, I think at a higher rate, or at least black women are, but we come out of school with a higher student debt loan. And because we come out of school with, with more student debt and because we're getting paid less money on the dollar, it takes us longer to get out of it. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like we do all of that work to just try to get a shot and we still come out with a deficit and y'all motherfuckers still looking at us like we don't deserve to be there when we are killing ourselves to try to make it happen. Yeah. So this is one to mention that we're going to actually going to wrap up on that note. Um, we actually went a little longer than I thought we had a good show though. I, I didn't realize we went this long. Um, there's a couple of stories, but I hold those for next week. Um, kind of interesting, but like I said, I hold those for next week. So we're going to wrap it up. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Later. Later. And that's what's popping in the world of entertainment. Thank you for listening to the Pop Life Podcast with Jeffrey, Naima, and Sean. Want to be a part of the show? We've got three ways you can get involved. Like us on Facebook. Send us your burning questions to poplifepodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at Pop Life Podcast. Talk to you next week.